Hey, this is Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on YouTube. You can also find me on just about anywhere audio podcasts are at. Uh, today, my guest is Roth Birdian of Twitter. Masha is another name too. Uh, today, I just want to you know shoot the shit with the homies. Uh, you know, it's a white boy summer, so that's why this is here. By the time this has come out, you guys will probably have seen the uh, the Tower Gang uh, uh, fucking episode with Dave Smith and. We might be having a little bit of white boy summer there too. So we'll see if those themes come in, uh, mesh together. Maybe there's kind of a time suck when it comes to podcasts because my shit gets released later. But you know, we have a theme and we're we're playing with it for fun. Um, today I'm bringing on, like I said, Masha. So it's white girl summer on her end. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to have her on just because uh, you know, she's a homie. She's kind of like my Twitter girlfriend. You know, how everyone has their office girlfriend or, or wife or whatever the fuck. That's that's what she is. Um. But yeah, uh, as always, if you want to give me money, patreon.com, just no way Jose 2020. I kind of like these shades. I think I might start rocking these more. It's like like alleviate some of the awkwardness of like looking at a blank screen. Now you, you don't have to look at my eyes. Whatever, a little, little dialogue on my end. Um, if you guys want any of my merch, go check out toplobster.com. He also has plenty of other merch. He's also the shit. So definitely check him out with that. Let's go ahead and bring on Masha. What's up, dude? Hello. Thank you so much for having me here. I guess cheers for White Boy Summer. Yeah, cheers. I I got coffee yeah. here, but then I'm I'm transitioning to to uh fucking sour monkey. Uh, nice. This shit's actually good. I don't know if you ever had it. Yeah. It's like, um, it's, it's a nine point five percent, and it, I love sours. I don't know. I, I really like sours. Yeah. Um. I actually do know. I think that you know my you know boyfriend called it. It's like baby's first craft beer. Because mm-hmm. it's what you would get when you want to get drunk, and it's a really good deal, and it's nine percent. I mean, it's a really good deal in terms of alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm just I, having a Bud Light because you know Nick Ashley had a Bud Light on his infamous vegetarian's appearance. Yeah, you guys will notice I drink a lot. Like you, you people watch and on these episodes, I usually have like a couple beers just to kind of like help me relax and like while I'm talking. And it's usually either these, the Sour Monkeys, or PBRs. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my style. My style yeah. when it comes to drinking is fucking uh, is like cheap white boy beers fucking sours or like whiskey and that's basically yeah. what i drink so you you, you uh I'm, I'm sensing a little bit of a uh fucking accent uh are yeah. you are you one of the, are you responsible for donald trump's election 2016 <laughs> <laughs> you know it's this issue where you know whenever people talk about the russian interference and like russian ads and i really want to butt in and say they put ads on facebook like it's just ads on Facebook, right? But I, I can't talk about this because I can't say it in this accent, right? So for that <laughs> argument, I've always just had to shut it, right? <laughs> because it's just, it, it just sounds wrong no matter how hard I try to be reasonable about it. It's like when you get accused of being a racist, there's no way that you can like get out of there without sounding like more suspect. Like, I yeah. swear, I have a black friend. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, actually, like, um, seeing what you and Tower Game, what, sorry, not Tower Gang, Tower, I mean, Tower Gang, and, you know, Jeremy Kaufman have been doing, I've been really inspired whenever people read at me to just be like, I am whatever you say that I am. So, like, you're a rape apologist. I'm like, yes, I think that rape is great. Yeah, rape right? is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, did you see my yeah. tweet the Hey, that was like a joke. Yes, like, yes. I will not apologize for it. Why would you apologize? Yeah, I said I'm not yeah. a rape apologist. I would never apologize. That's how you get caught. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get more ups. Maybe I've just cleansed my following that that well for they just expect it. They know. But I used to be able to catch some reads and shit like that. I don't know. I've been getting a whole lot less re, but what, whatever. I mean, I'm 
I'm fine with it. I feel like that's like success in its own right. So yeah. And also I think enough people mute and block us so yeah. that uh, by the time you say something that's re-worthy, it doesn't get the same re because the people that used to re have already moved on. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to yeah. create a circle where it's re-free. I'm trying to ex ex like expose and identify the re and, and move on from there. And hopefully they self-segregate, you know? Yeah. That way we don't have to resort to physical removal. So Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you we yeah. kind of do this a little out of order. I mean, if you want to introduce yourself to the audience, I know you operate under you're a little bit anonymous on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm actually operating under pseudonym too, so there's, yeah. there's no knock. So if you want to, I brought Birdie on you know Twitter, mm -hmm. but my first name is Masha, which is my real name, uh, which is I guess is really fairly common Russian name, so it may be hard to dox me. Um, I live in Boston right now. I'm from Russia originally. I moved to California in 2004. I lived in the Bay Area and then I moved, in, you know, here to Boston in, you know, 2015. So I have the Russian accent and I also have the California upspeak girl thing going on. You said 2004 you moved yeah. from Russia to Cali? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I don't know how old you are. You've been so about I my was age. 10. Yeah. So I mean, I am, you know, 27 okay. right now, which is okay. actually kind of terrifying to think because I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm now in my late 20s. Oh, God. Um, I just turned 30. That's a weird feeling. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I moved to. I moved to you know California when I was ten, which is a really great age to move because your brain is like a sponge, right? Mm -hmm. So I was in the sixth grade. You pick up English fairly quickly because you are just absorbed in it, and you're and you're young and, and it's easy. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't know. I felt like you were gonna be a little bit older when you moved. I didn't yeah. know your story. So yeah. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. Um, to, you know, use your little intro for for the people. I guess what that, what that my background is. I know. I, I, mean, I we don't I, go to specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah just what, no. what you feel like will inform the audience of where you're coming from. <laughs> or, I, I would say that I have been a libertarian for a very long time. I began identifying that way when I was 17, but I really didn't really get into the anarchist sphere till I was 24. Um, it just, when I was 17, I was living in, you know, San Francisco, I was in college and I've always felt like I don't quite belong politically because when you're a kid from Russia and you're in the Bay Area of California and people like communism was great. And then you go home and you're like, I'm not one of you. I'm not a Republican, but I'm not one of you. So I don't know what I am. And then I just met somebody in college who loved Ayn Rand and Ron Paul. And she was like, your ideas have a name. You're a libertarian. And then I spent the next seven years be like, okay, I'm a libertarian. Then that's it. Right. And it's, um, and I was listening to podcasts beginning maybe like 2014. I was really into the ideological dark web stuff. So I listened to Sam Harris a lot and Dave Rubin and Joe Rogan. And then um, in maybe like 2017, I was listening to a lot of Molyneux with my ex, with my then boyfriend, my now ex. And so I think that like Molyneux had really primed me to think about the state, right? And um then I began listening to even more podcasts when we broke up because you need something to fill the silence. And I was listening to the Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast with Pete Quinones. And I know this sounds really basic, but I was just like, government bad. And then I thought, oh, wait, there's this concept of no government, which is better, right? So I was this example of, you know, somebody that was technically a minarchist for a really long time, but I didn't know what it meant. 
I just didn't have the concept of no state. And when I heard it, I was like, yeah, makes sense. If government is bad, it's better to have no government. And I've been binging podcasts ever since. Yeah, no, a good way to, yeah. to, to, uh, to silence that sad feeling on the inside is with intellectualism. That's a good way to go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> basically. And, 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 and also you just get used to having podcasts play all the time. Yeah. So then when you're by yourself, like, I need to listen to something else, right? Yeah, so. hide, hide from the feelings, bury yourself deeper into the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Take basically. feelings and run far the fuck away from them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, to, to go, I guess this will be a rough fucking segue, yeah. but this is kind of like, that's like a dichotomy there, yeah. you know, feelings, <laughs> feelings, autism. So yeah. let's, let's move to another false binary. Uh, I feel like, or at least I think it is. Uh, I feel like you're well known for being a little bit more degenerate, but in a weird way, you also have aspects of being trad. So I didn't yeah. know if you wanted to touch on the trad degenerate thing. And to preface it, to kind of like give an idea of where you come from, I consider myself in a lot of ways very degenerate, also very trad. I've been married for like 10 years. I have two kids, uh, both you know, both girls, both older. You know, if you look at my life, I have two acres, yeah. you know, like if you look at my fucking life, it's very trad, mm -hmm. but like I've done a shitload of drugs. I've yeah. done a lot of fucking, a lot, a lot of, lot, lot, like before obviously yep. I got married, yep. but, yep. and yep. like, but that's, and I don't actually even look at those as bad things in a way. Mm -hmm. That's just the kind of the way I am. But once I got married and had a family, you know, settled down, doesn't mean I'm not open for some fun every now and then, but like, so I, I, I feel like there's kind of like a false dichotomy there. I mean, and I feel like it's I mean, maybe there's we can tie this into like you know some of your women hating because it's like I feel like a lot of this like uh, trad women yeah. shit. Uh, I don't know. I'm rambling now. I'll, yeah, I'll let you go ahead okay. and go. <laughs> I would much rather have you do it than have me do it, right? Oh, oh go for it. No, I like yeah. to use you to soak up the hate because you're. <laughs> no, uh, you know, no I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would much rather have you ramble on than me ramble on because when other people ramble, I think, oh, they're rambling. I get to learn more about them and hear them think out loud. But when I am rambling and I listen back to it, I'm like. Oh my God! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! You know. Well, this um, is this is the master yeah. rambling show. So <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so. laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Mm. But yeah, um, I would also say that, like, I would even say that we need a different dichotomy. It's not so much of a trad and degen thingy. Yeah, it's more of a. It's it, it it's really more of like who will get upset when you don't like their lifestyle, or who will moralize about their lifestyle. Um, but I would say the same, like, I, I've also done a shitload of drugs, which I probably may, I may regret saying this on air later, but yeah, like, um, and I, um, and I'm really glad that I turned out fine. I feel like, you know, um, um, I, I guess it's, I was, I was fortunate. I've been more into uppers that I've been into downers, which is healthier maybe. Um, and <laughs> yeah, um, she says that she now drinks about light. <laughs> Um, but I find I like, I just find, um, when people talk about the stuff, it, it usually calls for a, please validate the way that I'm, I am living, which is actually bugs me more on the sort of edgy side, right? Because if you're so edgy, if your lifestyle is so alternative, you have to be okay that other people don't like it. Right. Like if you're a, you know, degenerate, you have like, it's in the name, right? You have to be okay that other people don't like it. And when other people say, I wouldn't want you in my hobby and covenant or something, right? Then 
then I don't know, ch ch chill out about it. You'll find your like-minded people. Yeah. And, and I would say the same thing about myself too. Like I, like, um, even when, um, like, even when you and I talked about, should I dress up for this interview in the Burger King, Nick Ashley outfit, or should I wear something formal? I honestly was like, you are going to make the final pick, right? <laughs> like you are going to lead this, right? Yeah. And, and, Which and that kind of yeah. plays into your your trad shit because it's yeah. like you you in a I don't know if I necessarily de defer to men or whatever, but I know you have a different perspective when it comes to that, and uh, you are, which makes sense. It's kind of like you, I guess, in a way, sort of bettering yourself in a certain sense of like you're trying to. I don't know. You yeah. you go ahead. You can explain, but yeah. I you know I'm getting it. Yeah, right. Or you know, like sort of. I think actually, I I feel like I'm such a Nick Ashley fan fan girl right now. But you know, Nick Ashley had asked this of his you know Twitter followers, and he asked people to say what is the most trad thing about you and what is the most deep gen thing about you and i said like my most trad thing is that i look to my boyfriend to make choices for us and i will play the you know submissive role when i feel like it's appropriate and i feel like most of the time it's appropriate right um like i um i will follow and i think that going forward i will be fine as i have done before when i live with a partner like doing the dishes and sort of being the follower out of a couple right but on the, you know, DJ side, I, right, like, aside from the shitload of drugs, like, I'm in an open thingy, right? I would be fine not being in an, in an open thingy, but I am in an open thingy. Um, I, I also don't really see the point in getting married on, in any sort of legal or formal way. In, the, like, um, in terms of the government, I, I would say that it doesn't really matter because if you have kids with somebody for and you live in the same household for long enough, the government will see you as married in any way. So I formalize it under the government. And because I don't believe in God, I, I don't really see a point in like doing a sort of ceremony that signals to other people that we're married in the eyes of a greater power because I don't believe in that greater power, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but like, I, I feel like really the sort of culture war fight, at least in our sphere, ends up being between the people that are really uncomfortable that other people might be different from them. It might view their lives as being wrong. And I have actually a lot more, you know, respect for the trads that say, I think this is wrong because it's a sin, right? Because if they really believe that it's a sin, it would make sense for them to say, I believe this is wrong and I will not use force against you, but I will nag the hell out of you mm -hmm. because I think that this is wrong. But then, you know, there will be people like, well, the high time preference, right? And, you know, and, and like, and if you do this, this is against liberty because this high time preference activity, right? I'm like, oh, okay, well, you shouldn't eat cookies because it's a high time preference activity or something, you know, like, so I have a lot more respect for people who will actually say, I believe this is wrong on a moral level than people that will try to be like, well, for liberty purposes, we should have this kind of a society, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel like we, we have such an issue. Yeah. This isn't the first time I said, we have such an issue in this community yeah. of like binary thinking. Yeah. And this applies to this too. And it's like, uh, I don't know, like say with the high time preference behavior, people will always go on about like, uh, I mean, yeah, there are there is something to that argument of high time preference yeah. behavior, but it's like, at the same time, like you can dabble, like um, like I said, I like yeah. before I got married, I I mean I've been with plenty of women, like 
the same time, if I was in a relationship, I was in a relationship. And then, like, yeah. when it comes to, like, drugs, like, I've had issues with drugs in the past. But for the most part, like, usually, like, how I interact with drugs, which I don't even really interact with them much anymore. Yeah. But if I were to, like, I could totally go to a party, do some blow, yeah, and not same. do any like, for, like, a few weeks. Or yeah. or whenever it shows up again, I, I mean, I'm not, like, clamoring for it. So, I mean, dabbling yeah. is not an issue. But Exactly. Like, yeah. there is a drug that I had an issue with before. And I was high basically every day for, like, two years. And I was functional, but it was really really bad for me I've done damage to my liver etc oh I mean I'm assuming I've done damage to my liver I'm, I'm not sure um but then like I did it for the first time in over a year at Forkfest it was really fun mm-hmm. and, and and it was a case of like I'm not being given a whole bottle I'm being given enough pills for the night I will have fun right now and mm-hmm. when I wake up the next morning I'm not gonna have a bottle to touch right so yeah and you know and, it, and it's the same thing with like you know when we talk about being you know monogamous or not right there is this whole like spectrum and you know and when people talk about it I'm like i'm not fucking everybody i meet mm-hmm. i'm very, like if you look at my life i could as well be monogamous yeah. it's just technically open in case um you know like a good op- opportunity falls on you from the sky right <laughs> right and it's much more like a principal thing that it is a practical thing yeah, I but, do find but, it yeah. super funny that some of the biggest, like, seems to be, like, obviously, you could say maybe this is, like, an argument mm-hmm. from authority, but it does seem to be the the people have the strongest opinions on, like, trad or, like, monogamous are, marriages. Are or single people. people. Yeah. They're like, single well, people. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, right. What are you talking about? Like, what the right? fuck? <laughs> I mean, and that's, and obviously, it's not an argument, but it's just, like. Yeah. Uh, I know. And it's, I and, know. It, and it's, like, I, and I feel like that's the only reason why I actually get, like, vocal about this stuff is because you, like the people that are preaching for what should be normalized are people that want that thing right mm-hmm. so when you're saying like normalize this i'm like get it in your own life like find mm-hmm. somebody that wants you and find somebody that wants the kind of lifestyle that you want so if you want a trad wife oh my god become a desirable candidate to be yep. a trad wife if you want somebody that wants your cookie alternative lifestyle, find somebody that wants your cookie alternative lifestyle. And if you're not finding somebody that wants that with you, maybe the problem is you, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and you had sort of mentioned bettering yourself. Uh, I feel like I, I I've had such a reputation on Twitter lately as somebody that hates fat people, and I don't hate the fat, fat people. Like I consider myself fat, my you know fat right now. Um, this, I mean, if we're going to make yeah, a tier yeah. list of who goes against the wall, they're towards the top. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's, but it's, but it's, but, but, it, but it's really more that like, I don't really get mean about it unless fatter women tell me to eat more. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, you know, or what it becomes like, oh, we shouldn't like everybody's beautiful in their own way and we're gonna call this curvy or big boned or big or you know i'm like i don't know i would call myself fat right now i used to weigh a lot less than i do i can't fit into most of my closet i'm trying to you know like i'm doing intermittent fasting i'm working out it's a lot harder when you're not high every day and don't feel like eating right Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I had issues with pills way back in the day. It's really good for weight loss. Yeah, I know. Like, so, and, and, right? And I feel like a lot of people are be like, you have an eating disorder because you are trying to eat once a day. And I mean, you know, this evening isn't applying because I'm going to drink beer throughout this podcast, right? And I just want to yell at you like, I am doing sober what I did high. So I was dieting on God mode before, right? It's really easy to, like, I'm 5'7". I was 118 pounds. It's really easy to do that. When you don't feel hunger. Yeah, I'm five five yeah. to twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And 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 so it's kind of like amazing that in our sphere that is really um, you know, excited about markets and you know, being a better competitor and providing value, that people think they can like nag the market into changing its preferences. Mm-hmm. And and you can try, obviously, like you can create norms, but I really don't think that if um, if you post enough, like if you, you know, um, if you sort of convince people, like if you need to, you know, convince other people that you're hot or if you need to, you know, convince other people that a certain body type is hot, you cannot negotiate desire. No. And... And and right, um, and and it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, stops. I mean, if you yeah. have no issue with it, it's like one of those things that, like, then okay. But if you're, but because I, I do get where you're coming at. For like, I don't feel like you. I mean, you kind of do the same thing that a lot of us like mm-hmm. uh, shit posters do, but you do it like with fat people. You'll make <laughs> you'll make posts, but yeah. it'll be like it'll be something along the lines of like, hey, you want you want a, a good man? You know, maybe make better yourself or something like that. And that's not to mean you can't mm. find good men as a fat fat person, but if like if I mean, if, if you everybody's desperate somewhere. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it depends on what your goals yeah. are. I mean, it, like I mean, sure, yeah, there's someone out there that might be into that. There are there are yeah. decent looking dudes who are into different things. Like mm-hmm. I'm well known for being big into to sick chicks. Like I mean, yeah. I, yeah, right. But I, I think I, there is a really <laughs> big difference between fat and thick, and I yes. really hate really I right right and you know like sort of the like this is my office moment right is that like. Thick used to mean something. Curvy used to mean something. And I would and I would say like like right now on my good days I could call myself thick or curvy. On my bad days I just feel fat, right? But it's like thick used to mean something. Thick didn't mean you're two hundred pounds. Yeah, I, I always try to emphasize yeah. the hourglass concept because that's yeah. my thing. Like if you have an hourglass and like it's like because I always what I always say is like from like when it comes to me and my preferences and like a woman look, I just like an hourglass. Whether you're mm-hmm. 110 pounds or you're 180 pounds if you could somehow keep that hourglass cool like but the problem is like you usually get to a certain point where the hourglass becomes now more of a circle you get to a point <laughs> when you're taking a photo at a at like a myspace angle right yeah and you're like pushing your you know like yeah. i don't need to you know demonstrate right and then and then once you find yourself doing that you're in you know yeah. in bad territory right and yeah. people will pro, often pro come with yeah Pro tip for the young guys. If all you can see is tits and head, it's probably a fat chick. Or, or like if you can't see the shoulders, right? If you can't see how wide the shoulders are, really. Or if you can't see the arms, right? Mm-hmm. And I say this to somebody, like, I hate showing my arms because I feel like they're too flabby right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of this is just coming from me being open, right? like, that right now I, I hate how I feel in my body. And I'm trying to get to a point where I feel better in my body, and you won't eat for 22 hours and people are like you have an eating disorder I'm like i wish right 
Perhaps you do. I don't know. I I have talked to you, and you do seem way too focused on the skinny thing. You are a pretty slender woman. But, you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, that's yeah. your goals. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like no matter how friggin' big I get, I will never think I'm probably big. I mean, if anything. Like, but you're a man. It's different. Yeah, well, but it's the same yeah. concept, you know. It's, yeah. it's just a matter of bettering yourself, and I feel like yeah. that's a normal concept for people who are trying to better themselves in any way. For me, my, I'm more about, like, I want to be big and masculine mm -hmm. and muscular and, like, so – but but at the same time, there, like there's no such thing as perfect. So yeah. like there's always and so for you maybe you're more you have more of the idea of being slender and that's mm -hmm. like what is appealing in your head. And like don't get me wrong, there can be for both sides there can always be an extreme that can be an issue and be not good. But for the most part, I also think to some extent it's like there's there should never be such a thing as perfect. At the same time, that doesn't mean you need to kill yourself over it. So, like, yeah. you know, when it comes to being skinny, like, for me, like, I mean, I'm not going to go get sauced up 24-7. I have other priorities. Yeah, and I'm like... having a beer with you right now, right? I probably shouldn't <laughs> be having this yeah. with you right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's something to that. I mean, even when it comes to, like, intellectualism or, or anything, any pursuit, you should always be striving to be better. So, and, I mean, I, I, I totally get that. I actually... I actually think that's especially within the liberty movement. I think people should actually be a little bit more focused on the physical, because uh, I do think I actually did a whole episode a while back, which I remember enough. Which I headed. really loved, by the way. Oh, yeah, the even though I was not your target audience, I, yeah. I really loved that episode. Oh, the one with Clint yeah. and uh, yeah. Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, yeah, that was good. It was just a lot of it. And like, yeah, we talked about like the basics of like working out and stuff. But a lot of it went into like how like just having a. Being well together physically is mm -hmm. is a good. It helps you sell things. It's kind of the. Uh, you actually, I think, made a tweet about this recently, but it, you kind of compared it to the. Uh, you know, uh, just make it? more money, bro. Yeah, just make more yeah. money, which is like people yeah. make fun of that, but it's legit, and it's the same idea with that. And like, I always try to make the point when I yeah. talk about the just uh, make more money thing is this, it's when they say just make more money, he's actually talking about wealth. He's not talking about specifically money. So it's a matter of like what you value and that can literally be your body as well. So whatever gives you value. I mean, we being, you know, more as Austrian economic uh, economists, whatever the fuck, I can't think of the word <laughs> into econ uh, Austrian economics. We know that like value doesn't necessarily have to be money. So that can be yeah. literally something like your health, all sorts of shit. And I do and think can I like make a really track take right now. If you're a woman looking good as praxis. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it'll get you so much farther in the in the world. Like I, like, who I was talking about someone that was kind of big, big name. I don't gonna throw out names the other day in the group chat, and I was talking about how like if they just worked out a little bit, even yeah. just a little bit, it would go so far. Because especially like, like the game that that I'm in right now, I'm basically in propaganda. That is my yeah. like what I'm doing as a podcaster is essentially propaganda. Whether you want to assign negative or positive connotations to that, that's what I'm doing. But like, so something like being well together physically. Can, goes goes miles when it comes to propaganda like when it comes to like how you sell a message because you are the vessel that is selling that message and people look at you and like i mean i might be a big old fucking retard because and i kind of am but i feel like people look at me like oh this guy you know he, he has he has his chest up you, you know, can appeal back, to fellow retards yeah. that yeah, are, I mean, you're a kind of retard yeah yeah but there's something too like being physically together where people yeah. look at you and be like oh well he probably has his shit together a little bit more not really but people have that idea just because you present yourself better you know, and, you know so. and it also makes a big difference in terms of feeling you know and sort of control over your life right i know this is really jordan peterson thing and i have myself said we don't need 10 more libertarian jordan petersons but the idea of cleaning your room i think like that's kind of how i look at you know intermittent fasting 
is that I feel like a lot of life is not up to me, right? What happens in the world is not up to me. What's done with my taxes is not up to me. Um, what's happening in Boston, you know, in like Massachusetts and in the US, it's, it's not up to me, right? But it's up to me to regulate my hunger, right? It's up to me to sort of train my body to um, be used to a different eating cycle. It gives you a sense of, you know, control or when your shirts begin to feel better, um, or I mean, when your shirts begin to fit better and you feel better after they fit better, right? Um, it, it really goes a long way to feel like I am in charge of something in my life and I am not a slave to my impulses, which actually is, um, which, I re which I respect a lot from the, you know, track crowd when they talk about freedom being not, you know, succumbing to impulses, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're walking around, as I often do, and you smell fast food, and you just think like, oh, that smells amazing, that smells amazing. I and you imagine yourself eating it, right? And then you think just because it would feel good right now, and just because I'm craving it, it doesn't mean I have to do it, I will have my meal later. And I will put a lot of care into that meal. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be it's going to feel special to me. I'm going to take a photo of it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, there's something. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off, but you yeah, were, no, you no, were no, really, no. Yeah. you're hitting on something there that you're kind of, because we were talking earlier in the trad degen mm -hmm. kind of dichotomy, yeah. and you were hitting on something there that it's like, it's about being a slave to your impulses. I completely agree that you shouldn't be a slave to your yeah. impulses. So like, and that's kind of, I think to some extent, the crux of where people are coming up with the degen thing and how it's a high mm -hmm. temper, time preference behavior like, yes, I get it. If you cannot control your, say, let's talk about sexuality. Like, yeah. I, I do think there's a difference between someone who say, uh, let's say you've been I don't know, married for 15 years. You guys are in some sort of weird swinging thing or some shit. You guys have somehow managed to negotiate amongst this yourselves or some shit to where you guys are comfortable or whatever. Like, I mean, uh, that's just one example. I can think of many yeah. others. But or you, let's think about porn. Yeah. Right? Or, or, oh, sorry, but, yeah. but you, you, know, yeah. you, you should do your, you know, example first right yeah but you, yeah. you you've worked this out amongst yourselves there's a difference between that and some sad lonely girl who's using sex as a way to fucking you know boost her ego and make her feel value in in the world there's a miles difference between that and that and i don't think that's healthy behavior but there's but also something like sex is enjoyable we as humans enjoy yeah. sex so if, you, if you can negotiate experiencing that you know that um having that experience while not also being destructive or, or hurting yourself emotionally or, or whatever. Like, I mean, it's all, it's kind of all up to you and how you feel about things, but there, there's a, there's miles of difference between th those two things. You know what I mean? So I, and maybe I didn't use the best example, but I mean, there are, I don't know, like fucking, I don't know. You could do the, you could do the same things to a, a different extent and like with a different mindset. Right. So like, you know, I, I feel like I've been arguing with people about porn more often than I watch porn, mm. <laughs> right? Um, but it's like, there is a very big difference be between like, your wife's been upset at you and you just really want to jerk off faster mm. and porn's going to help you jerk off faster versus you're a 20 something year old man, you have a shitty job, you go home, you jerk off, you go to work. Mm -hmm. You go home, you jerk off, you go to work. You go home, you jerk off, you go to work. Uh, there is a very big difference between that, right? Yeah. And, 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 and I feel like if we don't say it in a nuanced way, and especially if women don't say it in a nuanced way, it just comes off as nagging. Yeah. 
or you know if you talk about casual sex i i, I think that you know like like especially on the female side i feel like the mindset is almost more you know destructive than actual behavior because if you're trying to prove something to yourself if you're trying to prove to yourself that i'm an independent woman i don't need anybody it's going to end badly if you're trying to fuck your way into feelings it's going to end badly and if you're truly in a time of your life when you're open to whatever and 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 if you're genuinely fine if somebody doesn't call you then or if somebody doesn't text you the next day that's yeah. really different right which i would totally yeah. say if you're a chick and you do yeah. one night stand you shouldn't expect a call yeah. i mean i'm not just saying not yeah. saying that you ever not yeah. saying that there aren't yeah. ever relationships that's, that that are born out of one night stands but I know you've told me before, but at the same time, I feel like right, it should be right. assumed if you're banging on yes, the first night, yes, don't expect a yes, call. It's yes. a pretty standard procedure. Right. <laughs> and I would say that if you are expecting something to happen, you're fucked, right? Mm. And, and also, I feel like it's not healthy if you're expecting something to happen because you're not doing it with, like, you're trying to sort of manipulate your way into creating a relationship with somebody. That's not it, right? Whereas if you generally go, like, if you're generally okay, Right when you go in, and nothing happens afterward, that's when I feel like it would be better for you. Um, mm. But I guess my tale is, <laughs> I guess since I've pointed it out to my, I mean, if I guess if you're hearing this on audio, you're not going to, um, you're not going to see me like pointing at my face excitedly. But like, if you want to hear my first day with my current boyfriend, like we got a couple of beers. Um, we went back to his house. We had sex. I left. He gave me a piece of uh, pecan pie that he had made. <laughs> and uh, it's almost two years later, right? Mm -hmm. So, but but it's like, but I feel like that wouldn't have happened if I had a mindset of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, fuck my way into a relationship now. Mm -hmm. It's more of two people who are like, hey, we have chemistry and, you know. and Yeah, me, me and my yeah. wife, we... Uh... I don't remember exactly. It's been so long, but uh, we fucking we met up and we were gonna we were gonna like have like a movie yeah. night and then like go on a date the next day. Yeah. And she lived like an hour away from me, so I ended up I ended up staying the night. But we didn't we didn't do anything because and we both wanted to. We we've talked mm -hmm. about this before, but it was like we both were like if we do, like we both really 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 yeah. want to. But there was this like we both knew and this understanding that if we do, that it kind of like sets the tone of the relationship. Yeah. Which I, I'm not saying that no one should ever bang in the first night, but I do think yeah. it's good practice that if yeah. you really are like, I really, really, really like this person, yeah. maybe wait at least a day. That and also, you, like many men will have a different opinion of you, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. And sort of, right? And, and 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 I feel like sort of like like this is the thing. Like, don't do this stuff if you're not prepared for other people to judge you about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no, there is definitely yeah. something to that. Like, if you, if you. I mean, it's different if maybe you guys have communicated and talked about this, but if mm -hmm. you sleep with someone on the first night, I do feel like that generally sets a tone of, like, this isn't serious. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah. that's not an all-encompassing thing, and that's yeah. kind of, like, why we didn't. I don't know if maybe how you guys mm -hmm. talked about it and, like, yeah. or or if it just kind of worked out that way. But, I mean, that's how it was for mm -hmm. my wife. We didn't, but I swear to God, the next day we did. But yeah. uh, it was kind of, like, a, it was just to set the tone of, like, hey, we both really like each other. There's really chemistry here. And we both talked about this later, and we're, like, we both felt like if we did – it would set this mm -hmm. tone of like, this isn't serious. And we were like, yeah. we both were really enamored with each other. It's actually kind of adorable. We, we, we fucking yeah. went on a date and then like, kind of, I kind of never left. Yeah, but <laughs> so that's I, really cute, right? Yeah. And, and it's happened to me before, right? Like, yeah. you know, when like you have, you know, 
an experience with somebody that's like, I do remember when I was younger and it was somebody that I was seeing was actually somebody that I ended up living with. And we ended up living together pretty quickly because it was like, I would call my mom and she would be like, he's still there. I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> and I think it's really cute when it happens that way. And I don't think there's, you know, anything wrong with it. And, you know, it, 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 it will also add, like, I feel like I'm trying to sound like somebody that knows something about dating and relationships. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just getting older. I mean, and I'm me just, <laughs> I guess I, I'm just getting more comfortable, but yeah. I don't feel like I'm getting wiser. Right. But I feel like it's always really good to talk about stuff mm-hmm. uh, so that nobody has the wrong expectation. And I, and, and I know this sounds really silly because I feel like as a girl, I probably didn't need to do this, but right. When, and when it's the first day that you're going home with somebody, I would always try to have a conversation where I would say, I'm not making any promises. I don't have any expectations because believe it or not, like, even if you're a girl, there are sometimes men that end up being like, I thought this was something. And you're like, I don't know. I changed my mind about you, yeah. you know? Right. And it also actually takes all the pressure off the guy. Cause most of the time the guy doesn't want to say that to you. And if you say that yourself first, then, but, but but I also say, like, when I talk about this, I don't think it's a good idea for most people, right? And whenever this happens, it, it, it's always like this mindset of that we either need to say that this is inherently evil or we should promote it, like, or, we should, yep. or, or like we should pound or just be like, I believe in your right to do this and I'm a good mm-hmm. libertarian, so everything is neutral, right? Yeah. And I feel like both sides are so annoying. Um, yeah. No, we are, we are, I, I think I said, said it earlier, but we are yeah. so cursed with binary thinking. Yeah. It's funny how much we like re about the, the duopoly and shit, but yet we are some yeah. of the worst binary thinkers there are. Like we are so autistic that we are in our like categorization mode that everything has to fit neatly in perfect little categories for it to work in our fucking Spurg brains. And I, I think that's actually one of our biggest flaws in this area. And I think... Yeah. I mean, I've said it many times, but like me reading Konkin really kind of exposed me to like how I feel like thinking along a spectrum makes more sense. And then the pri- like for for with Konkin, that's mm-hmm. more along like the private public dichotomy when it comes to like businesses mostly. Yeah. But that applies in other regards as well. Like with the trad degen, it's really more of a spectrum. It's really not one or the other. Everyone wants things to fit neatly in one little perfect thing. Like, is Target a, pr- a fucking private company? Yeah. Yes. I yes mean, and no. And not like really. This last year. <laughs> yeah. Right, like after this last year, it's a it's you know a topic that is impossible to avoid, right? Yeah. So I mean, and the same thing. I feel like so many of these fucking dichotomies that we create are very much like not really dichotomy and some and more of a spectrum. I guess we kind of touched on the political. Yeah. So I I kind of wanted to know what your opinion is on a lot of these like the talks of like the political tactics as of late. Cause uh, it's kind of funny that you kind of end up being one of my like biggest fans, but I'm like well known for being like an agorist. It's like, yeah. And I would not identify that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like not at all for political involvement. Although I try not to be a cunt about it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, sort of like you're not the vegan of the, you know, of the, you know, agorists. Yeah. yeah, Of the, you know, political world to that saying that I don't believe in political involvement as other yeah. people try and to get politically and involved. To, yeah. And not yeah. to jump to our next segue, yeah. though, that yeah. kind of works perfectly with yeah. like the next point we're probably talking about, yeah. like atheism. And yeah. I feel like these are lessons I've learned from being an atheist and that like yeah. being the annoying edgy atheist, yeah. no one fucking likes him. Like, I'm and not a part of the system, right? right? <laughs> it, 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 it's like imagine a party and people are talking about topic x 
and then you ram into the sort of circle of people talking you're like i think topic x is stupid and i don't care about topic x right yeah right and it's like if you have to loudly yell i don't care then you're just doing a sort of a you know disservice to your cause right um but i would say that i I, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to just be friendly to everybody and be like, oh, I'm in the middle ground kind of thingy. Mm -hmm. But I, I also, I mean, in terms of my vision, I would, you know, consider myself Aaron Pilt, Aaron, you know, from TLE uh, in terms of like, I would be excited if no matter who you are, if you were just a more radical version of yourself, right? So if you were in you live, I would much be more, much more excited if you were like a full out commie, right? Mm. Um, and and if you Honey, were there's a, there's yeah. a lot of, lot of crossover between me and Aaron's light wave thinking. Yeah, I just more you know? don't think that the, the avenues he thinks will work will work. He's a little more optimistic in some yeah. senses than me. But go ahead, sorry. Oh, <laughs> it, 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 and I would say that I, I, I you know like I um I, I would say that I I see that I see, like for my own life I want to move to New Hampshire. I see New Hampshire as the future. I see the Free State Project as the future. And I feel like my last sort of, um, uh, my last sign was when I was at Porkfest, I saw the kids and they were running around maskless in a sea of 2000 maskless people. And it was kind of my last sign of like, I can't have a family that's going to be surrounded by people wearing masks and people caring about this shit, right? Right. So like, I do see that, I guess my view is that I just want to end up somewhere where I could write it out and have kids somewhere that are going to lead normal lives, mm -hmm. right? But, right, sh but like short of that, uh, I don't blame people that want to change the Libertarian Party messaging. I would say that the I'm really excited that the LPMC is doing what they're doing. And I know, you know, like we've heard this, analogy from our based King Kaufman um, that it's like trying to like imagine being a gay man and trying to you know convince other people that sucking dick is nice mm. right and that's kind of what we're trying to do right now as a movement is trying to be like hey don't you think that if we didn't have a government and if tax and you know taxation and stuff and blah 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 and we basically sound like a gay guy being like can't I convince you that sucking dick is nice right they, like, but, I, tell, I swear, I love dick yeah. so much. Like, yeah, you would right? love it too, but it's like yes. not everyone has the same values. <laughs> but, right, if you were doing that, wouldn't you want other people, like, wouldn't it be worthwhile for you? Like, wouldn't it feel meaningful to at least know you have tried to make other people understand why you enjoy it, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I have made this, you know, analogy before. It's like the sort of political version of I can change him. Right. Mm -hmm. And we probably can't change him, but wouldn't you want to at least try to convey who you are? So when he makes the choice not to be with you, at least, you know, that you have shown who you are. Right. Yeah. yeah and, and, and maybe the best we can do is the LP can finally signal we are a party of radicals. We're not Joe Jorgensen or Gary Johnson or, you know, yeah. or any of the milquetoast shit. But yeah. I don't blame people that want to change messaging just so that they know at least they've been properly represented. Even if people reject them, at least they know that people are rejecting them and not some caricature or washed out version of them. Yeah. Right.
right? And and so I like I I I just don't think it, it has to be a like not everybody that is in the LPMC is thinking, well, we're gonna vote our way to Uncapistan, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, like I think well, the, that a bunch the, of people, people just want to pay dues and yeah. get a hold of the Twitter account so the they can reach the some those right? the people who do. There are people yeah. who do, but and I actually completely yeah. agree with you. And I've talked about this before that, like, in the sense that if we could magically get a grip of the entire LP and we could also ensure they could somehow magically yeah. stay a message for you know like eternity or even a good period mm -hmm. of time, that yes, that is the correct message. The Kaufman method, the like, hey, yeah. we're not going to lose the world. Like, hey, all we're trying to do is signal to those who, you know, you know, we're kind of like essentially promoting a product and hoping to catch those that are interested and understanding yeah. from the get-go that there are people who are not interested and yeah. stop trying to cater our message to people who don't give a fuck and yeah. will never give a fuck. But my biggest issue is I just think that's a fool's errand and that it's going yeah. to naturally revert to the fucking milk toast bullshit that it's been forever. And that the, yeah. the shit that we're doing now is a blip, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But, you know, fucking prove me wrong. I don't give a shit. And, but, and, like, and, 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 and like, right, like if you just view it as I want to send a better signal in hopes that somebody at least will get me better, I totally respect that. I don't think we can vote our way out of this mess. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're gonna, you know, have a Ron Paul wave. I feel like this last year is the biggest black pill that we could ever get. Although I guess knock on wood. Or as my dad would say, like knock on your head, right? <laughs> um, right. But um, but I don't blame people for wanting to at least like have one last sort of shout about who they are, right? And at the same time, like if you live in a red state and you're a base Republican, then why not, right? I feel like when people talk about this, it's like, well, you have to do this. And this is the only way. Well, some people are going to be better at doing this thing, and other people are going to be better at doing that thing, right? And mm -hmm. like, and, and like right now, look, I haven't moved to New Hampshire yet. In the meantime, I really hope that the Massachusetts Mises Caucus gets louder, right, and takes over the Massachusetts LP, yeah. right? Yeah, I will so say like, it doesn't have to be either yeah. or, you know, it just has to be like, yeah. what are you doing right now in the phase of life where you're at and then in the location that you're at yeah. and not everybody's going to move to New Hampshire or Saipan tomorrow. Yeah, no, I will. I will not to get sucked into the yeah. whole like, you know, agorism politics debate, but I will say, because that's a frequent talking point mm -hmm. people use is the like division of labor concept of like, well, some people are better at other things than others. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, but there there are people who could be like say for politics per per per, per se. Mm -hmm. Like it's like well, there could be people who are better at politics. That doesn't mean politics is a is a is a net positive. It could still be a negative or yeah. a waste of time. Yeah, and right. There are and people if you put your resources others, you know? into one area, yeah. and and it means that it's you know this kind of factual of in yeah. or an opportunity cost, right? I, I mean, we could have a market where there's a yeah. division of labor, and there's some some idiot somewhere who's really good at doing something that provides no value. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean we have to go like, well, what he's doing is awesome. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, I, maybe. Well, I guess the market will show it out in the end. We'll see. But like, but uh, all right, let's move on to – I kind of wanted to ask you about, like, your thoughts on, like, the atheism, theism things. That's yeah. been a big, big topic as of late. Yeah, is I fucking, feel like I'm a yeah. teenager again. Yeah. You know? How's that? <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, you know, in terms of people having this argument – 
about what should God need in your life and are atheists oppressed or Christians oppressed, right? Yeah. right? No <laughs> one's fucking oppressed there. Like, it's right? so like, We are yelling at each other on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? And if you just view it as socializing, oh, it's so much healthier. You just view it as socializing, right? Mm. But but like, again, I feel like it's, it's the same thing with like the chat stuff. Like I find myself just like opening my phone and being like, you're all so mad. Why are you mm. so mad? Yeah. Um, but I, I think that you and I are really similar to this, and you've talked about this before. I think you've said it really well that you're an agnostic atheist, and that's how it sort of categorized myself too. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't have evidence of there being a God, mm-hmm. so therefore I don't believe. Mm-hmm. It's not because I know there isn't; it's just because if I don't know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to reject an all hypothesis, right? So just like I don't have evidence of Santa or a flying spaghetti monster, mm-hmm. right? But I don't definitely know there isn't one, right? I just yeah. don't believe. But I think because I didn't grow up with anybody pushing faith down my throat, I um, I never was militant about it, and I never felt resentful. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, you know, it, it is also right, like you, like if you grew up Jewish in a former Soviet Union. Nobody believes in anything. Like nobody practices anything. Mm-hmm. And then when you live in the Bay Area, like nobody, you know, it's kind of a, like a free for all, right? So because I've never felt the pressure against it, I, I mean, I've never felt pressure to believe. I've never felt sort of resentful of people that did. And I would say that the people that really, really care about it probably wouldn't want to associate with me. And then the people that believe, but aren't going to pressure me yeah. we get along just fine right you know like 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 for god's sakes like i'm going to a christian book club tomorrow night because they're talking about a book that i like right and yeah, i'm so not you, yeah go ahead, go ahead. right and so like you, i'm not going there to argue and if we like the same it's my favorite book so they're gonna cover my favorite book it means we have something enough in common that we might get along right and, and and, and and I feel like this all just kind of came out of like somebody making an edgy Twitter or somebody trying to make an edgy Twitter joke and somebody has been like, oh, like this movement doesn't like Christians. And then everybody yeah. just trying to out edge each other. Yeah, no, I find it fucking so annoying on both yeah. sides because you have the one side and I understand uh, say like because you sounds like you never an angry atheist face. I no. did. I was raised very religious. So like when I kind of like came to the conclusion that holy shit this is all just stuff i've been propagandized to believe my whole life indoctrinated whatever which is true but it doesn't mean my it's not like my family had any fucking like they believed that they had it right and they taught me what they thought was right and i i I get that i mean for a period of time i was upset about an angry and that's kind of where the angry atheist thing comes from and so i can kind of i can totally get where people come from where they're coming from that place and it's like it's more of just like a phase and i've just come to the conclusion it's just it's not beneficial and I actually do completely yeah. believe that, like, I would prefer if I could yeah. to get people to not have this, what I think is mm-hmm. illogical thinking. Yeah. But I actually am starting to come around more that there's, like, utility to it. But yeah. even then, on the other end of this shit, is it's super fucking annoying. There's so many people who are, like, like, while I do think there may be some utility to, like, using religion in a liberty-type perspective... I'm getting, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of annoyed with all these, like, I guess you could call them religious maximalists. Yeah. Right now, where it's like, they're like, this is the way. Like, you know, 
Christianity or libertarian is just God without or Jesus or fucking Christianity it's or like Christianity without Christ. Yeah, I'm like, cool, okay, whatever. We can kind of play mm -hmm. this this game with. I mean, you could probably be a fucking Muslim and be like, well, libertarianism is just fucking uh, Islam without fucking uh, Muhammad or whatever the fuck. And it's like, I, I mean, I think depending that, on how you interpret it, sure. Like, I feel like <laughs> anything that yeah. any like political or ideological obsession is religion yeah. without the figure, yeah. right? Well, the problem and, is like, too. Right, the, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I'm no. oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, I, I do agree that I think that would be net positive for society if more people believed in God and went to church yeah. because they're channeling this right now into other avenues, right? So I feel like like the mass Karens would probably not be mass Karens if they yeah. went to church, right? So I feel like for most people, it would make their lives better if they believed in something greater than themselves and if that was their moral compass and if their moral compass was not the state, right? Yeah. I, I just feel like you can make this like anything you care about. And if you happen not to believe in God, it's going to be the religion without the God, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, especially when like, because the problem is everyone, everyone looks at their pet religion mm -hmm. as, well, my, this says do good things and don't do bad things. So it's like, I can totally see how someone yeah. would be like, well, how is that any different from my political ideology mm -hmm. it's like because obviously you're going to think that both of these things are do good things and don't do bad things so like and, and i feel like any any religion because the problem is with religion is you can kind of interpret it however the fuck you want to most yeah. to some extent there that's why there's bajillion denominations of, of christianity i'm sure the same applies for islam and, and judaism and i, I yeah. don't really know the specifics of each one but it's like you can interpret yeah. it a bajillion different ways I so mean, the, there's this, like, joke, yeah. if you put two Jews on an island, you're going to have three different synagogues, which actually yeah. you could say about libertarians, right? Yeah, so I, I just, I don't know, I guess I just get annoyed with that, and, yeah. I, and this may come off as condescending, I kind of don't care, I actually yeah. would much prefer that we had a, to some extent, that more people got involved in religion, because the modern day, per, uh, the modern day uh, interpretation of yeah. Christianity is generally like, hey, let's do good things and not do bad things, yeah. and so, like... And don't get me, and I actually have my qualms with what the Bible says, and I think there are actually issues in the Bible that you know are actually not good. But the problem is through a modern. You day mean we, we shouldn't kill people for obscure shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. the problem is the thing is we have this modern day interpretation, and I'm cool with the modern day yeah. interpretation. I think you're. I think they're wrong. The modern day interpretation, but I will encourage the modern day interpretation because it's generally a good thing. So if we can get more people, because I think the both the, the majority of people are dumb. And I think having this prepackaged ideology that is, hey, do good things and don't do bad things, it's great for dumb people. It just is. I mean, say what it. And I'm not saying all religious people are dumb. I mean, there are it's there are super smart people, but for like a something a something you could utilize for the masses, it, yeah. it's religion is kind of perfect in that regard. I mean, but you do run into issues too, where it's like we've had issues with religion in the past where it has the opposite effect. So you are kind of like. It's a double-edged sword in a lot of ways, but I, I, I don't know. It's just annoying. People have like maximalists one way or the other. Yeah. The angry atheists are annoying, and the religious maximalists are honestly kind of annoying as well because it's kind of like I don't know. It, it, I, I, yeah, anyways, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, say okay. no, I was gonna say, what about the Crusades? And it's like, well, <laughs> what in the godless society? It would be San Francisco on crack, right? And mm. and, and, and you're just sitting there, and you'd be like, I don't know. I feel like more people would have better lives if they went to church mm. like more women would be happier if they had kids and married and stayed at home mm -hmm. right 
I don't think we would have the shit show of 2020 if more people believed in God and had kids. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, when you try to like prescribe it to everybody, then then you're just like, and, and, and I even forgot why we were having this argument about God. I feel like it's just like a Twitter thingy that kind of, you know, became a, like, we can't have an an, an Capistan without Christ, or we can only have an an Capistan with Christ. And I'm just like, we're never going to have an an Capistan anyway, so what are we talking, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I just, I, 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 I just felt very much like, well, I'm an atheist, but I, like, I get along well with Christian anarchists, and I feel like I really like that their phrase of no king but Christ. And I wish that more religious people heard that message, right? Because when you walk around, like when you walk around Boston, by the way, it's so depressing because you see all of these churches that are gorgeous. I mean, they're so old, right? They're beautiful. And outside, you're just like pride and BLM. And, and you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just thinking like, what is Christian? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, what? What is what? What is Christian about you guys fucking each other? Or like, what is Christian about you chopping off your boobs and trying to be a man? Or like, right? Like, what is mm. Christian about this other than just pandering? And I almost like I really hope that you know the people that have a no king but Christ message get louder and try to convince people, being like. Hey, is your king Christ or is your king the state that says that this is how you should pander to other people that don't even share your views, right? Yeah. I, I want to say the, yeah. the no king but Christ thing. There, I was just thinking about yeah. this a little little side remark. Uh, do you find it very interesting how, and it kind of plays out a lot of like mm-hmm. Matty Erickson's thinking, mm-hmm. uh, in how it kind of sets one of the beautiful things about that is the whole that whole Christian anarchy perspective is it kind of sets the tone for what's the word I'm for the the hierarchy of political ideologies because while that is like a you know the only king should be christ in some extent it's kind of an implicit concession to that monarchy is more proper than democracy and yeah. i do think there is something there's a lot of intelligence to be gleaned from that i mean i'll say the same point without christ but i do yeah. agree with you right and mm-hmm. i should think it was also pete right i feel like a, like a lot of my you know ideological progression i can credit to pete who Singer. talked about like I would rather live under a king than under and you know democracy? And I would say the same because at least the king has some incentive not to imperially fuck it up. Get it? Get it? Imperially fuck it up, um, right? Like the king has an you know incentive because at least um, if it's a total shit show, somebody might kill him or kill his family. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in a you know democracy, the way that we have it now, there is no incentive to keep the people happy, and the bar for us like violently overthrowing it is much higher. Yeah. So but I would the, say the same thing. I would rather live under a king than under this. Yeah. Yeah. The Russians know uh, very well how quickly the fucking they can get yeah. off when the fucking the elites aren't doing so well. Yeah. Um, all right, let's finish off yeah. on uh, everyone's favorite topic, age of consent. Oh, so yes, right. Why do you think it's okay for 13-year-olds to fuck 40-year-olds? <laughs> so, okay, I am glad we're talking about this last and I've had more beer to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been one of the people that's been defending Thaddeus Russell and his claims. Was it I, 13 yeah. and 30 or 13 and 40? I forget. 
so I think it was either Peaceful Slave Jay or Lee. Initially, I like both of them, right? Mm. And then, you know, like, you know, Jay and I get along fairly well, you know, despite disagreeing on this. But they had posed a question to Thad, and they were like, if you're 13 years old and you have a tutor and you're sexually attracted to that tutor, and he says he'll have sex with you and help you with your homework, and he's 40, is that rape? And I was on the side of like, it depends. And immediately your mentions are like wood chipper memes and people telling you you're a pedophile and they want to kill you and you know, right? But I would say that I, um, I, and, and, and you know, I think actually, again, Jeremy Kaufman, right, said this really well. It's better to have these conversations so we can think through the stuff as a movement or, I oh my God, I sound so cringy when I say as a movement, right, <laughs> as a sort of community of like-minded autists, right? Mm -hmm. It's better to have these, you know, conversations and think out loud through stuff. So when other people ask, we at least have, have, have an informed and thought out response, right? Um, but, um, I don't think that we should, like, if in my Ancapistan, I wouldn't want an age of consent. I would, it would be either were you forced, like, that somebody physically holds you down, or if you're questionably young, it should be like, are you cognitively able to consent? And in a magic world, we would be able to, like, I don't know, determine your cognitive ability and try to sort of distinguish grooming from like, I don't know, I'm a 13 year old, I thought the guy was sexy, right? And I say this as somebody like, I was 13 in my freshman year in high school, I had a 16 year old boyfriend, I was excited about that, right? And so much of it varies based on where you grow up and how you were raised. And I'm sorry, like which, like, um, in the past, this was a lot more common, right? In the past, a lot of people got married like 14, 15, 16, um, usually to older men. Um, but I, I think that it's that I don't see a problem with like talking about this stuff. And I think that a lot of people have been right in saying that the sort of wood chipper memes are the racism of the right in a sense that if, if it's anything that could be bad, you must come out and signal, I am against rape and abuse of children, right? And if you don't say that, then people will assume you're pro-rape and pro-abuse of children. Mm. Um, and I often find myself like getting so annoyed when this you know comes up because people will be like, well, if you were 17 and the guy was 20 something, we should kill him. And I'd be like, do you wanna kill my ex-boyfriends, right? Like this just comes back to this, you know, like, you know, personally, I just end up asking the question of like, which one of my exes would you would chipper? And I, and I think it ends up, it's, it's such like this annoying thing where people like, I will totally go and murder that person that I think had bad relationships with somebody, right? And you're like, would you really? Like, mm. like it would be one thing if it was your kid, right? It would be one thing, it, but like when you're just like, well, that person deserves to die and I would would chipper him. Yeah. And you just sit there being like, okay, tough guy, right? Right. Yeah. Well, um, the funny thing is you kind of yeah. hit on the point that ironically, the yeah. whole, like my thing with this is like what you just pointed out, the whole yeah. virtue signaling of we should fucking kill them is in a non-ironic sense. That's kind of my answer to that. There is no magical age of consent. Yeah, no. The other day, like right? me as a father and then I guess. Sterner like, has entered the chat. 
Yes, exactly. It's like, well, yeah. I will fucking, you know, like I will yeah. deal with that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, actually like uh, the tweet I put out mm-hmm. that actually like uh, yeah. Clint mentioned on the yeah. show is I m- remember the, uh, I can't remember how I worded it, but it's basically like, yeah. age of consent is that age at which yeah. I no longer follow, find it rational to put a bullet yeah. in your head. Like, and because I don't give a fuck because everyone gets so caught up. I'm like, can the child consent? And it's like, yeah. this is such a slippery slope of like, when can you physically consent because you could be like well you're 30 but you're kind of dumb it's a so you can't, hierarchy right yeah you can't you right? can't I'm technically like, okay, consent yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so but, say that i am fucking somebody that i love and he doesn't feel anything for me yeah is it not is that not a power of hierarchy yeah right like mm-hmm. or say that like or like if it's like one person cares more than the other okay that's mm-hmm. a power of hierarchy um is it okay for a 20 year old to fuck a 40 year old? That's a, that may be a part of hierarchy because a 40 year old might make, might make for money or something, right? Like you could find a power hierarchy anywhere. And when we start talking about this, we sound like the left, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, like I think it was, um, actually his account has been nuked. I don't remember his new name, but he made a really insightful feat. He was like, fucking a six year old is not the same thing as fucking a 17 year old, mm-hmm. right? But it's like this magical line of 18, which the U.S. government said is, it's like people forget that they're anarchists. And people are like, mm-hmm. well, the government said it's 18, so therefore your brain flips on magically at 18, right? Mm-hmm. And you just sit there being like, okay, well, what if you say, what if you didn't grow up with the government that said this is the line, right? Yeah. It was kind of amazing for me because like I didn't get raised with this magic line. Yeah. And it's like, it's just right? so and it's just like. It's just so <laughs> ironic that, like, the age of... Con- it's like, what magical age do you feel like they can consent? I don't feel like the crux of the issue is what age they can consent. Yeah. The crux of the issue is, at what point are the perpetrators of this not gonna not feel some sort of recompense? Like, that's yeah. the real issue. So it's like, yeah. I mean, if you're a 40-year-old fucking a 30-year-old, you're probably gonna find a real quick... And, you know, say we were in Magical and Kapistan, they're not gonna probably take too kindly to it. Yeah, so, right? like... And you can you can still say technically that child consented, like whether they consented yeah. or not. It's kind of I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. if, if if some fifty year old, you you know, convince your dad yeah. not to go murder your forty year old lover, right? I mean, if right? my if like, my thirteen year old is like, hey, this I consented to this fifty year old, like, well, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right, cool. like which is so much more reasonable, right? I yeah. I know it sounds really weird, but like that's so much more reasonable than like sorry. Men on the internet be like, well, I would wood chipper him, right? I'm like, who the fuck are you, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, or, like, I will get comes like, well, if I was your dad, right? Because I mentioned something, like, when I was here at 13, I was seeing, like, a 16-year-old. Because I'm sorry, I was a freshman in high school at 13, right? I'm going to date, right, right, right? But, like, if I was your dad, I would have been like, like, you're not my dad. Problem solved, right? Yeah. Right? And then, and then at Capistan, you wouldn't care about this, yeah. right? But but it, but it just ends up being that like if it's anything remotely sort of bordering on that issue, then we must signal that we would murder people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then I feel like it also just devalues the term pedophilia, devalues the term rape, right? Like I'm sorry, the fact that like Thaddeus Russell said it depends on the feelings of the child does not make him a pedophile. If you if you call tweeting pedophilia, you like erasing the experiences of people that actually got abused as children. Yeah, and yeah. to be fair, like yeah. I okay to to clear yeah. up for those who mm. 
you know, are not on Thaddeus, Twitter 24-7. Yeah. So with the yeah. Thaddeus thing, you know, I mentioned just earlier how I had that tweet yeah. of, you know, I said um, the, 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 the age of consent is that age in which I feel like it's no, rational, no longer rational to put a bullet in their head when it comes to my children is what I put. Yeah. And Thaddeus actually, someone quote tweeted that in another thread and mm-hmm. Thaddeus was like, yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. So the thing is like, and I kind of knew this from the beginning and I tried to kind of stay out of it because it was yeah. like I, I knew the way he was wording it was insanely retardedly clunky. But what he said and what I've been saying here are completely consistent within each other because he's saying that a child can consent, but that's not the issue. The issue isn't whether they consent or not. The issue is what, what fucking, what, uh, is the person who did this going to experience? Like whether the child can consent or not is be beside the point, especially like if you're looking from a lot Rothbardian perspective, technically the parents own the child. So like. Right. I, I don't know what you're getting at. Like whether the child can consent or not is like, beside the point. It's, it's whether you're okay with it or not. Yeah. Where children that age can't marry with parental yeah. consent, right? Yeah. So, and then we get at this: Are you an our children your property, or are they right, or are you the guardian, but they're not your property, right? And it just becomes this autistic hole of a discussion. But the point yeah. is, like Thaddeus is what looks awful. If you really understand mm-hmm. what he's saying, he's kind of saying what I was saying, and he totally yeah. even admitted later that like. Yeah, I mean, I, he even said, like, yes, I think the child consent, but I also think parents can protect their children in whatever way they see fit. So yeah. the, there and you go. Also, These are the oh, two- my gosh, radical <laughs> concept. Raise yeah. your children, not to fuck 40-year-olds, right? Yeah. <laughs> radical concept, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And if they do, deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you probably went wrong somewhere. Right. Mm. But the, you know, solution is to show how tough you are. Right. Mm. And, and like, and if I just saw like infuriating, right. Because I will, and I feel like as a woman, it's easier for me to talk about this stuff without a whole inbox full of wood chippers. Yeah. Right? I had to like, walk on eggshells with yeah. that shit. But, yeah. but, but, but right. Like I really do. Cause like there are people who be like, well, you don't think you were raped, but I think that you were raped. I'm like, Oh, fuck you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would often give as an example, like when I was 17, right. Cause I was, I was, you know, 13 when I was a freshman in high school. I was 17 when I was living in college in San Francisco. And I generally don't like men my age. I like older men. Like, it's always going to be this pattern, right? And so when, when people are like, well, I think you were raped. And you don't acknowledge it, but you were raped, right? And you just sit there and be like, what? Like, what? Yeah, no, totally. All right. Well, we're kind of yeah. we're kind of getting into yeah. that. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about in this period of time? On the that, topic that... of weight and rape and uh, <laughs> and you know degeneracy and uh, well, we, we touched on all those. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else you wanted to to, to, to hit on while while I had you here or not? Um, yeah. Um, I guess I thing. hope that the people that are actually watching this, I hope that the you know crowd and pink shirt and mask and Bud Light m- make sense to you. If not, uh, I guess join Twitter and go through the um, yeah. meme hole. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was really nice to talk to you. I feel like I was just kind of hanging out with a friend and it got recorded and I might be terrified to view it later. Um, no, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, oh, wow, it's already 1047. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's we, we went for a good while. Uh, but this, yeah, yeah, this is definitely fun. I'm glad I had you on. It was a. Uh, it kind of worked out perfectly. That I had you yeah. on because I'm supposed to have Dave Smith on next week. Which so is I, 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 I got to test out my new mic on you, yeah. where it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. But it, it did kind of work no. out. 
it is kind of funny. I made yeah. a lot of jokes this week about how, like, because me and Tower Gang get a lot of accusations being grifters, and it's like yeah. I'm having just a random anonymous account on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <this> like... week. <laughs> so I mean, whatever. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm just on with people I can have interesting conversations with, but yeah, you know, definitely. I'm definitely glad we finally got to do it. I was, I've been wanting to do it for a while. It's just a matter of you know finding the right time. Um, it kind of worked out. It was last minute, but uh, yeah. I don't know if you have any plugs. I highly doubt you do, but if you no, uh, your, I'm your at Frogbirdie on you know Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. All right. Well, there, it's yeah. been a fucking yeah, pleasure. Sure. Thank you so much, Jose. <laughs> yes, it was nice to talk to you. No. Uh, I, I. I am very sorry for any rambling that I've done <laughs> and for any oversharing you might not have wanted to learn. No, it's completely yeah. okay. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot yeah. of fun. You don't need to apologize for anything. Yeah. Uh, did you say your boyfriend said some shit that you should like apologize less than I say fuck? Cause I no, say fuck no, a lot. <laughs> no, it was not my boyfriend. It was, um, you know, a, you know, Twitter friend of ours. So probably mm. I shouldn't mention on air, but no, my boyfriend just, uh, Oh, I, I think did, that I, my boyfriend is just used to me like apologizing all the time. Like he tunes yeah. it out. It's not really see it anymore. But I think I did a good job of like not overly apologizing this time. No, you didn't apologize yeah. so much. So yeah. uh, with that, you can yeah. find me on No Way Jose YouTube channel. Also, I'm just about everywhere audio podcasts are at. Uh, give me money at uh, patreon.com. Just No Way Jose 2020. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good shit. I'm also on Odyssey now. Uh, and with that, I'm out. This has been fucking fun. Thanks for ha- for coming on, Masha. Alrighty, thank you so much, Jose. Hope you have a good night. Bye. Alrighty, bye.